Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the best versions of themselves. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women and special edition episodes that feature guest interviews and current events. Now, all in her opinion, here is your host, Maya Roffler. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Maya's Motivation Monday. I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. Or again, if you're listening to this on another day, I hope it helps you stay motivated and you're having an awesome week. So today I want to talk about, of course, leadership, but I want to talk about leadership styles. So this isn't something, even as a leader, I really thought about a whole lot until a couple years ago. And I was researching and obviously with my passion about leadership, got into and really started to think about who I was as a leader and my style as a leader and was that the style I wanted. And, you know, I also thought about who I was working for and their style of leadership. And so I think leadership style is obviously important. I think everything with leadership is important, but I think it's like compatibility whether you're into astrology or like, you know, chemistry and relationships, whatever it may be, I do think leadership styles, you have to be really aware of them because we all have a boss or we've had a boss and we've led people or you want to lead people. So understanding your leadership style, what works for you, what works for your product, your company, your division, whatever it is that you're leading, that is important. But it's also important that you understand who you like to work for. I kind of call it like the love language of leadership (laughs) is your leadership style because, you know, with, you know, the, the five love languages and, you know, you might have a certain love language and like my number one is gifts, my number two, and it's, they're really almost equal is acts of service. So I really like when my partner gives me a gift to to let me know that he's been thinking about me. Of course, Jackson knows this. (laughs) Um, But I also love acts of service, like going to get my car washed or just, you know, cleaning up or doing something without me having to ask. Like that's huge, important to me. And those are huge love languages for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean I want to be with somebody that has those same love languages. It's not a deal breaker, but I tend to show love in a different way. Yes, I do buy gifts, but not actually as much as like my husband does. Uh, I know how important like quality time is for him and uh, like words of affirmation are really important to him. And I am aware of that. Now, how I gave love in the past probably did you know, I, I'm really good at acts of service. That's, that's what I do. So I have to be mindful of that with him and know that, you know, he has a different love language and that's, and that's okay. But if it was something challenging, you know, that can be a deal breaker in a relationship and leadership is a relationship. So that's why I think leadership styles are so important. So let's talk about them and you can kind of do some self-reflection and think about, you know, where you fit in this and what is your style and do you even like that style and do you want to alter it? And then think about who you work for. Do you like their style? Is there something you would prefer working for? So let's dive in. 
So there's a lot of, you know, comments out there. It's like the seas of leadership too. You know, there's with that, there's five, but there could be more. I think there's more with leadership styles. There's seven. Some people say eight. Some people say five. I, I love the seven here. And it's interesting because the last time in the last job that I had, they asked me about this on my, (laughs) on my, uh, actual like uh, you know interview process that was part of you know the question which I found interesting Um, I saw the good in it and then I also saw like it was kind of odd in some ways because how would you know that I think Um, someone could just tell you whatever they wanted to tell you but you know I'm very transparent so not the case but I you know so the first one is autocratic this one is just, it's such a turnoff to me. Uh, so the quote under this is, do as I say. So these leaders really don't care. They do not give a damn what you have to say. They're going to do it their way because it's their way or the highway. And there's really not a whole lot to talk about with this. I think we've all worked for a leader or two or five <laughs> that have been like this. I've been really fortunate. I haven't had a whole lot of uh, supervisors, bosses, owners, whatever that I've reported to that are like this. But, you know, I've got a two or three that stand out of my head right now. <laughs> I think we all do. But yeah, it's do as I say. And this doesn't stand up today. There are too many leaders out there with, you know, one of these six other leadership styles that will fit for you and, you know, whoever, and it will also fit for you personally as a leader. So the autocratic style, I wouldn't be surprised if that is completely diminished and dissolved from the leadership style um, or leadership styles that we talk about. I just, it's, I can't believe it's still there, but it's there because we do have those negative experiences and people are still in those times where they think it's like, oh, this is my company. We're going to do it this way. Or this is, you know, my division. We're doing it this way or else. And that just doesn't work. There's too many options out there now. So authoritative. So this can sound like a negative, but to me, this one is not negative. So these are visionary leaders. And their quote is really like, follow me, follow me, I've got this. But the difference between the autocratic style and the authoritative style is they explain their thinking. They say, follow me because this is going to happen because our company has this culture or this direction and this is how we are going to achieve it. And I don't necessarily think being an authoritative leader is negative. And I think it's important to remember too as we're talking about these uh, styles that you can be a hybrid. And I definitely have some authoritative leadership in me. I am the oldest of the kids in my family and I was always bossy and I think, you know, that's just a part of who I am. I I know I'm very decisive. And I think authoritative leaders are decisive. I think those are one of the strengths for them. But they, it's key that you explain your thinking and where you're going. The third one is pace setting. So these leaders, a, a great quote for them or like their definition would be, do as I do. And they'll be the ones in the trenches with you working and working really hard. And it's, I'm bringing up my husband a lot on this episode again, (laughs) but I think of my husband as a pace setting leader. He 
is a chef, as most of you know, those of you who follow me, and he will get in the trenches. He works the line, as he tells me, and, you know, really loves that part. He loves to roll up his sleeves and get in there with his employees and show them how it's done and have them work alongside him. The The trouble with this sometimes, though, and we talk about this often, they, when you're a pace-setting leader and you have that style it's so admirable but the the other side of it is you set the bar really high because you are the leader and you are the owner of the company or you're the supervisor or you're running the division or you're the chef (laughs) in his case and so you clearly are more skilled you clearly are more knowledgeable and you probably are invested a whole lot more than somebody who works there part-time or even full-time but isn't at the same level so you set the bar super high and you can burn people out because not everybody's going to have that passion and enthusiasm because this might not be their their dream it might be but so it's something to think about when you're a pace setting leader And I think it's really good to be that way because I was truly a pace-setting leader myself uh, in my 20s. Truly, I mean, when I first, you know, got into leadership over 10 years ago, like seriously had uh, big teams reporting to me. And that carried on through my mid to late 20s. I was definitely a pace-setting leader. And I wouldn't have realized it at the time, I don't think. Like, I never thought, like, what's the problem? I'm getting in here. I'm getting in the trenches. Well... No one's going to work as hard as you are if you're doing it right. So it's something to think about. It's good to get in the trenches, but it's also you need to walk away a little bit. Okay, then there is number four, the democratic style. And the quote for this is, what do you think? So these leaders and this style, so they will feel completely comfortable calling a meeting and it's all virtual right now, pretty much, but asking their team, what do you think? Let's bounce these ideas off of each other. Let's see what's going on. And I think of it like this. It gets people to do what you want, what you want as a leader to be done, but in a way that they actually want to do it. So when you're actually taking into consideration, you know, some of these things that they want to to do or how they would do it go back to the original conversation you're calling the meeting there there is a decision in question or a direction in question or whatever it is so you know where you want this to end you know how you're going to create a successful company a successful product launch a successful division a successful quarter whatever it is but you are willing to sit there and ask your team what do you think? And get their feedback. Because this type of leader reminds me so much of the S- Steve Jobs. You know, he says this and a couple other leaders too, that, you know, we don't hire people just to like follow us. That's not what it is. We hire people that are smarter than us so that they can tell us what to do. And I feel like this is the democratic leader. And I personally can tell you that I'm a hybrid. We're all hybrids. But I this is my strongest trait, especially since I uh, became a leader in my 30s. <laughs> I think in your 20s is a little different, um, but I commend you if you are a democratic leader at such a young age. That's really great. I, I did always care what people thought, but I would take their opinions into consideration if they were on my team. But I was more of the pace setter. Like I was in there with them doing it, showing, teaching. But that's another one coming up. 
but I am truly a democratic leader because I, I do care. I do care what my team thinks about a big decision that we're making or direction we're going in because I want to know what's going to motivate them to get us to the next step or the next over the next hurdle, you know, COVID, all these things happening, it's important that you listen to your team and you listen to what's going to motivate them. So the fifth style is coaching. It's the coaching style. Think of this quote with this style. Consider this. That's the approach that a coaching leader or a leader who has the coaching style will use. And as I developed personally, as I was just kind of chatting about, In my mid to late 20s, I was still pace setting in my style, but I really became a strong coach. Very, very much so, which is why I now have this podcast, because that's still in me too. I love to coach. I love to mentor. I love to teach because I love to learn too. But this is great. This style is great for developing talent. And this style will never, never go out. It's like having a little black dress in your closet that's just super sexy and awesome or the most amazing pair of black heels. Yes, black is my favorite color. So <laughs> it's great for developing talent and it's it gives direction. So when you are a leader that coaches, you're giving direction, but you're not telling them what to do. You're giving them a little piece so that they can grow and encourages your team or that individual that you're dealing with at the time to run toward their strengths and how to do that. That's the coaching style and truly one of my favorites. I feel very passionately about that. I love to teach. I love to mentor and I love to watch my people succeed and move on to the next level. It's the most gratifying, rewarding thing you can see as a leader. Okay, the next one is affiliative. The affiliative style. This is someone who believes people come first and they pay attention truly and deeply to their people's, you know, the people on their team, their needs and their feelings. And they do this passionately and they put this before anything else. And I'm sure you can think about some leaders that are like that. I would jump in and say, you know, someone like Mother Teresa put people's needs and, you know, feelings first. I mean, that's a it's a big example. She's amazing. But think about that. And I feel like this leader is really leading the future. I don't think in my opinion that affiliative leaders if that's their only style, will do very well in general because I think you have to have something else blended in. Coaching or say, you know, maybe you need to be a little bit more of a a democratic leader too, but I find there's a little bit of a hybrid with this one. But you're an empath. You're very empathetic. And being empathetic as a leader, as I've talked about on several other podcasts, I even have a podcast about it, just an individual episode about leading with empathy. It is more important now than ever. So these leaders, the affiliative leaders, have a really strong future with the landscape that's happening right now. But I, the downside and what I like to remind them of is, you know, yes, other people's feelings matter. Yes, you want to be empathetic. Yes, you want to put yourself in their shoes. But you also have a business to run, so don't forget that. They help run your business. They are helping you run your division. 
whatever it is that you're leading, but at the end of the day, you are the leader and you have to call the shots. You have to remember that. Number seven is the laissez-faire style. This is completely the opposite of the autocratic. Completely the opposite. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It is the boss that completely just is hands-off. And there can be different levels of how laissez-faire a leader can be. They can, you know, give you an assignment or give you a task or give you a job and then you don't talk every week. Maybe you talk once a month. Maybe you do talk every week. And I have to, you know, be honest about this and about this type of leadership. It's this one's another one that's challenging. And that's why they're on the opposite sides of the spectrum because it's not the most effective leadership style. This style is really tricky, but it does work well sometimes. And it can work well when you have highly skilled people and you have self-motivated people because some people need to have that encouragement every day, to have that affiliative where you're really caring about the needs or the coaching where you can say, well, have you considered this? Have you thought about doing this? Or the democratic approach where you're asking for input. People need that. They need to be fed that. Or or pace setting where you're getting in the trenches with them. Or authoritative where you are a visionary and they're just in love with the vision. I mean, think of people who work for like Apple and these like really Amazon large companies. That is, you're following a vision. So some people need that. But I find the laissez-faire style, it's very attractive to me. I do not lead this way. I some I, I have a little bit of it in me when I know that person's flying and I've coached them and I, they've been a part of my democratic, that is my strongest for sure, uh, approach. But I can be a little laissez-faire, but I'm, it's like I was talking about with the love languages. So how I give my leadership love is definitely through, you know, the democratic style. I do care what my what is going to motivate my team and what they think and how we should accomplish something. And coaching. I, I push them. I ask, you know, them to consider this. But I do think there's something there with the laissez-faire. And it's, again, like the, the love languages. <laughs> so that's how I give my leadership love <laughs> is through coaching and the democratic style. But how I like to receive leadership love is the laissez-faire approach. I literally crumble personally if I feel micromanaged at all, if I don't feel empowered by my, by my boss, my business partner, whatever it is. I can't do that. I need to know like what, what goal we're going to accomplish together what we're headed towards next week, month, year, whatever it is, and then let me go fly. Let me go do it. I will come to you because I'm democratic and ask you what you think, but I'm never going to need that kind of even the authoritative side of it, let alone autocratic. So laissez-faire is my ideal boss, but I also run, you know, businesses of my own. So that is not surprising because I know what I need to hold myself accountable for every day. So if you are choosing the laissez-faire style and that's something you recognize in yourself as a leader, I highly recommend having leaders underneath you or individuals underneath you that, yes, are definitely highly skilled and self-motivated, but 
can incorporate some of these other styles so that there's a great blend on your team because it's so important. And it's important that your team knows that you care because occasionally with the laissez-faire style too, the team may feel like you don't care, you're not existing, and that's absolutely not true. It's just a style. So blend all these styles together on your team and you will have a rock star team. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.